Welcome to the Healthy Perspective Podcast with your host, chiropractor, entrepreneur, mentor, and author, Dr. Chris Bowman. He'll break down and extract the secret sauce behind his own success and the success of some of the top leaders in every category and from around the world. Get ready for your weekly mental adjustment because shift is going to happen. Thank you so much, everyone, for joining us on the Healthy Perspectives podcast. Today, we have the honor to have Chris Johnson. He is an e-commerce strategist and partner at Full 50. He has over a decade in marketing experience, working with fitness and lifestyle brands like Hyperice, Wilson, and the NFL, and has managed over $50 million in advertising spend. Chris is passionate about using commerce to improve the lives of entrepreneurs around the world through one-on-one coaching and access to a network of agencies. He and his wife are based in Northern California and are expecting their first daughter in August. Mr. Johnson, this is a long time coming. Thanks for joining. Yes, sir. I've been looking forward to this for a long time, long time. Yeah. And there's a, there's going to be a lot of probably inside jokes that we'll have to explain on this podcast. Uh, Chris and I have been friends, gosh, over 10 years now, huh? Over a decade. Yeah. yeah. So mm-hmm. I basically am responsible for the launch of your market. Experience. <laughs> <laughs> but we've always talked about some of the conversations you know, that we have you know, at the beach or we're roommates for a couple of years. Like we should have a radio show like Chris and Chris on the radio or something. And so it's cool to see that come to fruition. Here we are. Yeah. You know, Chris, you always have this way of getting me to do things I, you know, probably wouldn't have done in the first place, like try to climb Mount Shasta in tennis shoes. But, mm-hmm. um, but yeah, man, it's been a journey. Super excited I, to, to be here. I didn't recommend the tennis shoes just for everyone listening. But I'm pretty sure you might have. <laughs> you might have let me, which is, you know, just by association, you're guilty. So, yeah. um. <laughs> you know, I mean, it's so funny. Like once you're, once you're in the kind of the podcasting world, but really like the business world, like you are the coaching world. It's funny how almost everything starts to become like symbolism and meaningful too. You know, like thinking about yeah. that big rock, you know, you were at the bottom everything is beautiful spring coming right out of the, the, the mountain, mm-hmm. you know, perfect 70 degree weather. And then you start climbing up this moon of a, of a mountain, straight tree all the way up, no trail. And we get mm-hmm. about three quarters of the way up and the wind is picked up to probably what, 60 miles an hour or something. Uh, like that. At least 60. Yeah. We could lean into it and it would, it would push us back. And we, we huddled in under a shelter, our, um, you know, camelback water were, were freezing and we knew it was probably time to uh, to turn it around when you see the swirling like Mordor clouds on the top of the, <laughs> yeah. on the top of the mountain. I knew my, my girlfriend at the time, now wife, would have, would have killed me if I died on that mountain. So uh, I was like, it's time to turn around. But, you know, I think I would have never been that high unless like I had someone like you I think a friend who who motivated me to try something that I just I was not going to do on my own it was it was definitely just some convincing some coaching um and it's huge and again I I love using that as like metaphors and stories which sometimes you just got to do exciting things just to have stories to tell to people uh about how to do life and business and work so yeah man it was it was a blast but yeah, we may have to train again. I'm a bit older now. If we're going to do this mountain, um, yeah, in the future, take some dedication for sure. <laughs> yeah, cool. Well, let's get into it. We have two questions that we always like to ask. We have your selfless purpose and your selfish why. Uh, being in e-commerce, uh, it, this is a, a super interesting um, role. You know, I think 
you know, e-commerce can get a bad rap. You know, people just mm-hmm. drop shipping Walmart product on Amazon or, you know, just, just really, you know, buying a, a URL, squeezing it for all it's worth and then doing another mm-hmm. one. And, you know, it kind of has this, it can have this bad rap of just, you know, bringing no value into the world, you know, just overselling somebody else's product. You're a broker mm-hmm. taking, you know, part of it for yourself. And so it's cool to, you know, talk with you and talk about using, you know, e-commerce and, and the internet to better entrepreneurs' lives and, and being for good and making impact around the world. Mm-hmm. Um, tell me, um, you know, what is your selfless purpose and, and how are you using e-commerce to, to change the world? Yeah, so, I mean, I think you're exactly right. I think so many, so many times e-commerce can kind of feel like this slimy thing. Um, but this last year has reflected how important it is just to have access to things that we need. Um, so in, in COVID, in the pandemic, when we have shut down, um, that people need it, just basic things to do life. And that's what I love about e-commerce is that it's access. It's access to the things that you need. Um, and I believe you should be you know, a judger of what you actually need. So that's kind of a, a whole nother conversation. But right. for me, one of my beliefs, one of my values is that it, like access to global economies is a human right, that you should be able to access the things that globally we take for granted, like the internet, um, because that is what is the difference between poverty and honestly, thriving yeah. is access. And so e-commerce is one of the best ways to do that. It's simply saying there are resources in one area that I can make available to someone else in another space. And that gives me freedom to move from low value markets into big, valuable markets. And that can change an entire community, a person's life, their livelihood, just simply be able to sell things like pineapples on the internet. Um, and so that's part of my selfish, uh, not selfish, but kind of the reason behind why I do what I do in an area that can be very selfish and self-focused yeah. is saying, how do I help give people access um, right. to the things that they need through e-commerce? Yeah, that's good. You know, we, we were both, actually you introduced me to coffee. I'm pretty sure I had my very first cappuccino with you at Psych Glass Coffee in San Francisco. I never had, because oh. you know, I promised myself when I was in chiropractic school and undergrad, I wouldn't drink coffee. So I wouldn't get addicted to it. And I wouldn't have to like, I wouldn't bomb my final because I didn't have my coffee in the morning, you know? Um, but now <laughs> both being, you know, coffee aficionados or, or snobs, however you want to, you know, look at it. Yeah. You, you look at some of these farmers that are growing beautiful coffee beans that otherwise nobody would be able to enjoy because they have no access. They can't sell it online. They can't find transportation. They can't, mm-hmm. like, you know, and think about, um, I don't remember what the, what the stats are, but when a country adds coffee to their export list, I mean, their, their country becomes so much more valuable, a boom to totally. the economy because of how big the coffee industry is. And so now you, now you advance that. Like now you're not just selling products. What if a kid can get internet and get education? Like mm-hmm. then you don't need to walk. You know, I don't remember what, what show it was, but there's some show on, on Discovery Channel where these kids are walking miles across a dangerous river. They're literally pulling themselves across a cable mm-hmm. car across a river to get to school, but they're all failing their classes because by the time they get home, they have to eat and go to bed and help on the farm. Like, totally. you know I mean? What if they can just do school yeah. online? Like what, if, you know, like mm-hmm. they can change the education level, which means that they don't have to settle for you know, yeah. jobs that require no education and, and collectively it makes the world a better place, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I'll tell you an example of that, you know, uh, briefly is like one of the clients we'd worked with in, in they're in Thailand you know, Thailand uh, turmeric is a, is a huge product for us in the United mm. States. Turmeric lattes are getting pretty big. And Thai turmeric has 10 times the curcumin of Indian turmeric. Wow. Um, so this kind of anti-inflammatory property that just is untapped. And so the interesting thing is that this 
these farmers are going pineapple and the pineapple is rotting because people just aren't buying it. It's just mm-hmm. not very valuable. Mm-hmm. And so, but if they could grow turmeric in the same field, same tools, it's a crop that's 10 times more valuable. That's right. shelf stable and you could ship globally. And right. it's just an example of how even just thinking about what market can I tap into can fundamentally take someone who now has a dead end, can't sell pineapple to having a new crop, a new opportunity. Um, yeah, we are a global community. Like, to be honest, this last couple of years have shown us that we are globally connected. Um, right. And so, yeah, it what that does, though, it means that that farmer doesn't have to send their kid into the city. Mm-hmm. Uh, and actually, human trafficking can be reduced or ended by simply helping farmers have better access to better crops that yeah. people want globally, uh, yeah. which is a massive impact from yeah. simply getting someone a URL in a store uh, to sell their product. Right. That's good. You know, I, I always like to tinker with people's answers, not not change their words, but kind of like, you know, we talked about the, the podcast about drawing the, the secret sauce out, you know, and yeah. I think your selfless purpose is kind of the art of taking instead of normal e-commerce is uh, an e-commerce, you know, somebody that runs e-commerce stores sees the pie mm-hmm. that's only this big. And the only mm-hmm. thing that can get better is their slice within the pie. And so they're mm-hmm. kicking and screaming and fighting and, and, you know, destroying everything else. So that way they can get more of the pie. When instead you're switching that, it's like, hey, the only thing I'm trying to get bigger is the pie itself. Because yeah. I know the bigger that pie gets, even if my percentage stays at 1%, 1% of a million is way more than 1% of a thousand. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like you're still making a good living and there's still way more for everybody to share. And so I Absolutely. love that. I love that perspective because I think it's um, super helpful for people that, that maybe the only way they make money is through e- e-commerce doing, doing it the slimy way. And like, I just don't know what, like what else I, like, my family depends on this or, you know, whatever. And it's like, mm-hmm. well, find out to, a way to make the pie bigger instead of you trying to find a way to, you know, get mm-hmm. more of the, the people in it, you know? So that's yep. good, man. Absolutely. It's a, uh, yeah, it's not zero sum. I think so many people think it is that it's, it's for someone to be successful means that you're not, but um, e-commerce is, is such a baby industry, 25, 30 years old. Uh, it's only 10%, if, if that, of our GDP in, in the United wow. States. It's a huge opportunity and growth. And so it's not a zero sum game. It's actually, there's so much opportunity. Yeah. There's more than we can actually handle. Yeah, it's it's why I do what I do because it is tough, right? It is tough to convince people to buy your product. Um, but when you do, when you unlock that, there's just so much value you provide for people's jobs, their livelihoods. Um, and ultimately, you're helping to really reshape communities simply through access to that kind of that kind of market. So uh, it's really motivating. And it's fun to watch. I mean, it's fun to watch businesses double. That's what I get to do. My job is to help people think about their business differently. Um, but that's, that's not the main reason, just doubling the business. It's because, oh, what does that provide for someone? Um, they now get to be free of their day job. That's their full-time career. And it's a huge, huge opportunity. Yeah, that's awesome, man. And double, he's talking about a business that was making $1 now and making two. I mean, it's absolutely incredible what he's able to do. <laughs> <laughs> Think why, why 5 you, million to 20. <laughs> yeah, why don't, you, why don't you brag a little bit? I know I was with you when you were at Viola and Biola does a Giving Tuesday every year, right? And mm-hmm. you got in charge of, you know, the whole, you know, project. And talk a little bit about what they were doing, what their trend was before and after you started. Yeah, so, you know, Giving Tuesday, is a, it's a day, National Giving Tuesday. So you have, like, Black Friday, um, you have Cyber Monday, and then there was this Giving Tuesday, this idea of kind of giving back. And they had done um, they had done an online challenge, but actually they had never done a Giving Tuesday campaign itself. So this oh, was the okay. first one. 
Okay. Um, so they said, hey, we had raised $10,000 online before. Um, so they said, we'll give you $10,000, but we need you to make $100,000 out of it. So 10X what they had made the year before. Um, and so I took the challenge. Um, and long story short, we redesigned it, uh, created a campaign, ultimately uh, did 124,000. So it went over. Ew. Next year, we doubled that. Then the third year, we took, you know, doubled that. So we were able to grow that. Um, and ultimately, that redesigned the entirety of their online giving. So their online giving, what they call the Biola Fund, was completely transformed. Now it's you know much larger than before, and it's a critical piece of their infrastructure. And so simply starting with an idea of how does online fundraising work kind of transformed uh, the university. And that inspired me, actually, with my start into marketing was this yeah. idea of how do I take that from the nonprofit education space into the for-profit. So I've worked with brands that you know are in the D2C kind of direct-to-consumer um, brands and help them think about the same way. How do we take this product, which could be a uh, Theragun or Hyperice, um, a product that no one knew before that was like, what is this thing? It's, is it yeah. a jigsaw with a tennis ball? Pretty much. And help make them, it was, you know, <laughs> simply for it. They didn't like us saying that, but uh, but helping them to idea. You know, the, the unlock, I'll take Theragun, for example, the unlock for them was this reaction, this response of the product to how people felt with it. It, it felt great. Um, and that helped them to forex their ad account, you know, grow the brand, not only just in the US, but Australia and the UK and Canada. Um, it's the power of the idea of how something can impact someone um, runs true with brands that are nonprofit education, but also for profit businesses that are scaling. So that's awesome, man. You know, and I, I being a part of that, being roommates, you know, at that time, like I, I remember those days of like, dude, we just did this much, you know, and at that time, yeah. like we were, I was driving my 1996 Nissan Maxima that I got from my grandma. Were you still driving the Pontiac at the time or had you upgraded? I had, I had upgraded to the Saturn okay. and it had, had, was I, that an it had air conditioning. <laughs> it had air conditioning. The last car had no air conditioning, but I had to hit the dashboard to get the radio I to work. Remember that. <laughs> Which then eventually did fry the air conditioning. So I went from a car that had no air conditioning oh, to a car that lost its air conditioning uh, and I was trying to convince my girlfriend at the time that this will work out <laughs> but yeah, yeah I was putting everything I had into the idea but right? how do I help this this it's a big shot it was a moonshot um, yeah. they had never done it before uh, they all thought it was going to fail and right. we were looking at it coming in it was it was showing up and we had surpassed the year before we got to fifty thousand dollars. We went to you know seventy five, a hundred k, one hundred twenty, and we would have kept going, but we ran out of time. It was a one day campaign, so at midnight, turned it off wow. uh, when it could have been probably more. So yeah, so cool, man. Yeah. I love that, and and I love this part of the conversation too. As we kind of like switch over, it's like okay, this is mm -hmm. the amazing thing that we're doing to change the world. Like, what's in yep. it for you? You know, understanding that this isn't about you. Like, this isn't the mm -hmm. underlying reading why you do what you do but what's the thing that keeps you going like what makes you tick like what's the re reward at the yeah. end of the day that you can you know look at i don't know a picture of i don't know some, something about me but that sounds really goofy you can look yeah, at that, it. <laughs> something valuable you mean yeah yeah, so. yeah you can look down at your um your android uh i you know phone or your <laughs> no nev never i will never touch it the, the the inside joke is that chris bowman is actually going to switch over to iphone for android it's going to join I still the have club an android though i'm still rocking it you know what maybe if we get enough people to watch this you can get an you can an iphone <laughs> how, how Just, many mr challenge man <laughs> you know i think a thousand if you get a thousand people to, thousand to listen downloads. to this 
then, you know, we're going to see it. I think an iPhone can be the reward. Yeah. um, You know, for me, some of the, what we kind of, kind of the selfish goals here is, you know, because I work in an industry that is growing and it's pretty lucrative. um, For me, it was this ability for us to kind of navigate both in generosity. So just being able to take people to great dinners, but also to buy a home. One of the big goals was I want to buy a home. I want to do that. Um, You know, I, so I'm 31. um, And I want to, most of my friends have not bought homes. um, And I said, I want to be able to buy a home um, and provide for my young growing family uh, without having a concern about it. Like this wouldn't be a stressful thing in the middle of house in San Francisco. (laughs) No, 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 no. I bought in, I did buy a home in Vacaville, California. um, um, But I do, I do love it. It's a, it's a, it's a beautiful place, brand new. And it was kind of a symbol of going from, I was working uh, when we met, I was working at Bur- Burger Parlor, a burger yeah. restaurant in Fullerton. Which I never the, ate at because of you, by the way. Because I always I, wanted to try it. Everybody said it was good, but. It was great. I just, it's just the thing. Like, it's not, I don't like to necessarily have people show up at, you know, the restaurant. Let me just be honest. I, that was not my goal to be at a restaurant. I had bigger <laughs> ambitions, bigger dreams. And you come and eat when I was working there. It was kind of embarrassing. But I had to go through that, you know. And so now, yeah, you know, so we. Yeah, we, we, we don't go to Burger Parlor, but we do go to some of the nicer restaurants. That's kind yeah. of like a reward. And our, again, running a brand or a business, we can expense it. So um, that's great. Yeah, that's awesome, man. And, and I think it's similar for me. You know, when I grew up, we went to dinner, but we got just an entree and we shared most of the time. Mm-hmm. You know, we weren't getting appetizers, certainly weren't getting drinks certainly wasn't staying for dessert we had ice cream at home that we bought you know we could get Mm -hmm. and we lived a good life and I don't have any regrets and there's no shame on my parents or you know anything like that but you're right it is kind of cool going like I I want the appetizer it sounds really good and I don't care if I eat all of it like I you know I'll I'll have Mm -hmm. dessert I'll have like it's nice to be like man the money is not the thing that's holding me back it's the experience Mm -hmm. that what I'm going after you know so I yeah that's awesome yep My wife makes fun of me. She says that I like nice things and I, she does like nice things too. So she has to admit it, but, but I, I do, I like investing now. I think those shift in my mind as I've grown over the last decade is instead of just seeing what's the absolute lowest possible cost into what's the best potential investment. Mm, and so obviously that's iOS devices, Mac and Apple products, not Android, but <laughs> like I also say recently we just got a home gym. And so we, we invested in a rogue setup and it's, um, you know, rogue is one of the best brands in kind of home fitness, uh, gym quality products. It's not cheap. Um, but it's made the last It's a quality asset and it's something that's going to be investing in the health of my family. I want the best for my family. I want them to be able to use that and it's worth it. Now, there's other things we don't buy. We're not going to buy the most expensive gasoline. Not, I'm not quite that game yet. I still buy the commodity gas. Um, you can't like fast the, enough yet. Yeah, that's the thing. <laughs> I'm, 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 I'm pushing the family car. But, uh, but yeah, Wait, I, choose... I, have, I have to pause here. So okay. I drive a BMW M3, which isn't like, it's a fast car and it's stick shift, which means that when I drive it fast, it's violent. And CJ, did you have coffee in your hand? Or okay, so we went to go get hot coffee as context, and I was carrying coffee, and he knew that it was full to the brim when he did what he's about to talk about. And I just floored it on the straightaway on the way to my house, and he's like trying to. He's shifting, and the coffee is burning my leg, and I'm just like, what? Are you 
are you doing? Uh, oh, so no, so fun. No, I remember when Chris got got this uh, got the car, and I remember it being a moment where I remember when we were eating just sandwiches from the store down the street, mm-hmm. kind of next to the Seven Eleven. To be able to see a moment where you're able to get something like a, you know the car that you have now, it, yeah. it's a symbol of kind of again the way that you've you've deferred those those things you've waited to moments to invest and so yeah man i uh, i can always say i learned a lot from you in that too just saying okay i'm gonna invest in things that i care about i may have to defer in that process wait for it but yeah now at the stage of investing growing and, and really being in a space kind of i'm in now um we'll see maybe I'll, I'll invest in another vehicle that is a little faster than yours but you, um a tesla is not in this yet you, you have to be a gas uh, combustible vehicle i who said that i don't think anyone said that so we'll we'll see what you say uh hey um, all i say quarter quarter mile track we just we just see what happens <laughs> yeah and you're gonna be whispering by and i'll be <laughs> <laughs> sorry for everyone looking in listening in uh, iPhone or you know your podcast Um, All right, man. Thank you so much for joining me. Um, You mentioned coaching. You mentioned your own um, brand. Um, Mm -hmm. Are you open for coaching right now? Are you taking on clients? How do you want people to get connected with you if not? Mm -hmm. Yeah. So right now we are taking on clients. We are expecting our first little girl coming um, pretty soon. So there'll be a window where we don't. But after that, as we get into this end of the year, we'll open up um, clients. And we're taking on clients who do have an e-commerce focus, but are purposeful. Um, but I also work with some services of the brand. So, um, you can find me at full50.co. Um, I, I'm sure you have a link, but full50.co, um, you can spell it, you know, a little quick link and we love talking conversations. Um, my wife and I love to chat with brands, even if it is more of just an introductory call about how to look at the landscape. Um, that is stuff I love doing all day. My wife says I have the gift of zoom calls, so I'm quite happy, um, to talk to listeners, people, especially if they know you, Chris, I'll, I'll do your favor at, at uh, and take them on so give them a discount on your million dollar uh, consultation <laughs> i don't discount but uh, <laughs> we invest we invest for sure <laughs> perfect all right guys thank you so much for listening cj thank you once again for joining me it was a blast i know um it's valuable and i know people are going to laugh and i know it's going to be um definitely probably one of many conversations that we'll have you know for people down the road so have a great rest of your evening and we'll talk to you soon Thanks, Chris. See ya. Thank you for listening to the Healthy Perspective Podcast. To connect with Dr. Bowman, follow him on Instagram at Dr. Chris Bowman. Until next time, make shift happen.